Hi, I'm Ivalice Page, and thanks for listening to the Believe Big Podcast, the show where we take a deep dive into your healing with health experts, integrative practitioners, biblical faith leaders, and cancer thrivers from around the globe. Welcome to today's episode on the Believe Big Podcast. My name is Ivalice Page, and I love spending this time with you. Today's podcast episode is a little different than usual. Today, I'm the guest. Many of you have asked for me to share my story, and I was able to find a way to share it in a more interactive way. My friend Susie Larson recently interviewed me on her live radio broadcast, Faith Radio, and they kindly have agreed to allow us to share it with all of you today. I hope that my story will encourage you and those you know to believe that nothing is impossible with God. Susie Larson. Thanks for listening to this podcast from Susie Larson Live. Welcome to Susie Larson Live. Always honored to get to spend this time with you. In fact, I look forward to bringing you conversations every single day that hopefully inspire you in your faith walk, that deepen your understanding of God's word, and that heightens your awareness of his amazing and real presence in your life. Well, you know, there's nothing like the power of a story. Jesus told stories all the time. And guess what? He's writing an amazing story with your life right now. As we speak, you know, it's my prayer that in the days ahead on this show, we can cover more tragedy to triumph stories. We had one a couple weeks ago that was just unbelievable. Matthew Mayer, if you remember, he was a pro soccer player, injured his knee, went out, got drunk, got an accident that killed someone, sent him to jail. The Lord grabbed a hold of his heart. He started Bible studies in jail and uh, came out uh, on fire. And he's a pastor now. What an amazing story. Well, today we've got another amazing story. I'm so thrilled to welcome my beautiful friend, Ivelisse Page, back to the show. You might recognize her last name. Her husband, Jimmy Page, has joined me lots of times on the show. She's also been on the show in the past. But today we're going to talk about her very personal, amazing story of a stage four cancer diagnosis and her journey through it and really what God had used her to do after it and how he's using her today. It's really amazing. I would say there's something in her story for all of us. We are going to get her on the show in just a moment. I want to give you a quick announcement. All month of May, we are going to be giving away, thanks to Bethany House Publishers, we've partnered with Faith Radio and Bethany House, two copies of my new little blessings book. It's a hardcover mom-child blessing book. It's titled, May His Face Shine Upon You, 90 Biblical Blessings for Mother and child. And uh, we're giving two away, one for you and one for a friend. And so you register to win by going to myfaithradio.com and register there. And I hope you win. That would be awesome. Now, I just realized, here we are, live radio. I forgot to put Ivelisse's bio in my notes. I cannot believe I did that. So Ivelisse, you have to t- come on the show and tell us all about you. Oh my goodness. I'm so embarrassed. But in fact, Angie, I think I'm going to ask you to copy and paste it from Teams into the chat box if you do that for me. But would you welcome to the show, my friend? So good to be with you. Thank you, Susie. It is an honor to spend this time with you. You are just such a dear friend and you just bless so many. And I'm so grateful for your ministry. 
Well, I'm so grateful for yours. And we're going to give you a proper introduction as soon as we're able to pull up that bio. I'm completely mortified about that. I don't even think I've ever done that before in 16 years of radio. So I was like, I'll smiley today. I get to talk to my friend. So anyway, but maybe I have, why don't you start with that? Well, let's start with like we always do. Tell me what the Lord's been speaking to you about these days. Well, sure. So, you know, our family always does the one word process each year. My word this year is bountiful. And the verse that... God gave me was Psalm 6511, and it says, you crown the year with a bountiful harvest. Even the hard pathways overflow with abundance. And last year, you know, was a difficult year filled with heartache personally and for our family. And I love that God gave me that word and those verses that share that even the hard pathways will overflow with his abundance. And I'm already seeing it this year. You know, and for me, the abundance of freedom through forgiveness. So mm. it's been uh, an amazing, amazing time with the Lord. Wow. Well, thank you, Lord. He's so faithful to his word. And for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, we often have Jimmy, well, almost every year, have him on to do a, a one word to get a sense of, usually in December, to get a sense of what the year word is for your next year. And they just live that. It's so powerful. Um, give us a little backstory, Elise, on your faith journey, how you came to yeah. Christ. Yeah, so I grew up in a home that went to church on Sundays, and I went with my mom, and my dad would come with us. He was the Eastern Christmas Christian to appease my mom, and it was actually through his own cancer journey that my whole family came to know who the Lord was. He came to a point where he made a a deal with God, and he said, Lord, if you get me through this first cancer operation— I'll find out who you are, if you exist. And he got, got him through. And he spent that next year and a half just searching all different faiths, religions, denominations. And he ended up ending in a non-denominational Christian church. And through that process, you know, my dad always felt like he had to be good enough in the world's eyes. He, mm. And when he, he tells us that when he came to know who Jesus really was in a personal way, that he finally found freedom and forgiveness. And even though for him, the weight of cancer was heavy, he found such relief. And it was his faith that actually led our whole family to come to know who the Lord was in a personal way and not just someone that we visited on Sundays. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. And friends, as we hear more of Ivalisa's story, you're going to hear her bio unfold because she is, I can see in little print here, she's executive director and co-founder of the Believe Big and the Believe Big Institute of Health. And I'm, I don't want to give away the rest of the story that's in your bio because I want you to be able to tell it if you don't mind. But she's sure. uh, she and her hubby are both kingdom shakers for sure. So take us to that moment in your story. Uh, when you Did you have symptoms or was it just a regular checkup? Well, you know, I was exhausted. So I was homeschooling. I was working in the evenings and I just thought I was burning the candle at both ends. And once the summer hit and I was needing to take three hour naps, Jimmy, my husband was like, Ivelisse, there's something wrong. You know, school's out. You should be feeling better now. And that led to going to a doctor's appointment and trying to figure out what the cause was of my tiredness. And so through a series of tests, I ended up having a colonoscopy to rule out cancer. Um, My father had passed away from cancer. And so I was being diligent of getting a colonoscopy every five years. I knew the symptoms to look out for. 
and yet I didn't experience one of them. And the test to rule it out actually discovered the cancer. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'll never forget the day I was sitting there and they said, I'm sorry, we found, we found cancer. Wow. And you said your father, this took your father's life, your grandmother's life, and half of her siblings. Yes, it decimated my dad's side of the family. And so you can just imagine the fear that tried to grip me and mm. the tools of the mental battle that I had to fight against. And I remember just tears began to flow and I fear began to set in. And, you know, my thought was immediately, I'm not going to see my four kids grow up and I'm not going to grow old with Jimmy as I had thought. And I was only 37 at the time. Mm, my goodness. And I'm trying to imagine, it's almost like the enemy had established a runway with your grandma, her siblings, mm-hmm. your father, kind of a runway. We're taking you all out at a young age. So you, to me, it's like, it's one thing to get a cancer diagnosis, which is devastating. And, and, you know, we talked beforehand that there are some of our really wonderful listeners are in that place right now. It's one thing to get blasted with a diagnosis like that. That's terrifying. It's another thing to have that strong of a history in your family and then to determine, I, I can't live by fear. I have to live by faith. I mean, really take us into those moments of, I mean, did you, did you go back and forth? I mean, how did you navigate like the middle of the night waking up going, my whole life might be different than I thought. Like, tell me how you did that. Yeah, it really, I, I had to convince myself that my dad's story was not my story. You know, that my outcome could be different. But like you're saying, truthfully, a big part of me believed that I was on the same path, diagnosed at 37, dead at 39. And I could hear it ringing my ears, especially when I found out that it had spread to my liver and I had a less than 8% chance of survival. And so I really quickly had to decide, okay, am I going to live by fear or am I going to live by faith and fight? And for me as a Christian, thankfully, because of my dad's journey, I came to know the Lord at a young age. So I had those tools to cling to and to hold on to. And I had to remember Okay, God did not give me a spirit of fear, but one of power, of love, and a sound mind. What else? Mm -hmm. He promised that he would never fail me or leave me. He promised to be faithful, even when I was all but out of faith. And at those moments when I was weakest, I remember he speaking to me and saying, be strong, be courageous, don't be terrified, don't be discouraged, trust me. How how was Jimmy during this time? Jimmy was in research mode and he was, when we'd go to the appointments, he would be like, can you just share some good news? <laughs> mm. Because at every appointment, it was bad news after bad news. And he was researching at all hours of the night. I remember looking over, you know, at 3 a.m. and I could just see him reading and searching, trying to find some answers that could potentially help me. But I think the greatest thing that he did for me was helping me to fight the mental and the emotional battle that was raging. For me, honestly, that was more difficult than the physical side of cancer. Yeah, so true. Susie, I'd be getting ready for bed at night. And I remember the enemy would whisper into my ears, you're not going to make it through this year. Why are you bothering with that night cream? you're not going to see your kids get married or graduate. And I could see Jimmy would see that. And 
he ended up compiling all um, his favorite and my favorite verses on fear. And he made this beautiful poem called the I will have no fear prayer. And I would hold on to that and I'd have one in my purse. I would stick it on my mirror in my bathroom. And anytime those thoughts would come in, the only thing that would remove the fear was reading it out loud. And by the end of the prayer, I felt peace again. Wow. And so I think that was the greatest thing that he did for me. Mm. Wow, that's amazing. Okay, when we come back, I want to just keep going forward. Let me ask you this before we go to break. Did your symptoms progress once the diagnosis was given or or what happened with your health um, before we get into what the route you decided to take? Yeah, so I didn't have the typical symptoms. The only symptoms that I had was that I was tired and I was severely anemic. And mm. once they dis, you know, they started the test through the summer, uh, they, the colonoscopy was that fall, and then my surgeries were a week after that. So it was okay. pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. When we come back, we're going to pick up the story where we left off. And friends, uh, this is an amazing story. And friends who are especially battling, you want to hear what Ivelisse has to say. Ivelisse Page is my guest today. Uh, amazing woman of God. You're just not going to believe how really God helped her and used her to turn the table on the enemy's plan. Enemy did not have the last say in this story. And what she's doing for many, many, many people who battle cancer is absolutely Amazing. Just to give you a little peek or a hint, you want to look at on break, believebig.org is her organization. We'll be back in a minute. Thanks so much for tuning in to Susie Larson Live, talking to my precious friend, Ivelisse Page. She and Jimmy Page are kingdom shakers. You've probably recognized Jimmy Page's name. He's been on plenty of times. Ivelisse is telling the story of her battle with cancer. She had her, her father died at a young age of uh, colon cancer, also his grandma. And his grandma's, half of their siblings died of colon cancer. Ivelisse was diagnosed, I think, at 35 uh, or 37. And uh, and then it, it spread to her liver, and doctors gave her only an 8% chance of, of making it through. Her hubby, Jimmy, uh, helped her battle through the fear and wrote a poem of just scriptures and declarations to help her stand in faith, and that's how she stood in faith. And then you were facing um, some pretty significant surgery. Take us to that point. Yeah, so, um, you know, I had the surgeries, and... The, you know, physicians that were there, you know, were uh, sharing with me that I had to um, follow up with an oncologist, which I did. And in that process, you know, with determining that my chances of surviving were less than 8%, Jimmy and I made the decision to forgo chemotherapy and radiation. As for me personally, it would not have increased my chances, you know, of survival. And, you know, we had many discussions. At did the you have peace table. about that? I'm imagining you did, although it probably freaked other people out. Obviously, the Lord was leading you, right? Yes, we, we really bathed the whole process in prayer. And we had some discussions um, beforehand. And really, you know, I asked the right questions to the oncologist. And, uh, and I asked him, I said, and this was before they discovered it was um, in my liver. Um, I asked him, what are my chances of survival? with chemotherapy. 
And at that point, they said, oh, you have a 67% chance of survival. And I said, what if I did nothing? And he kind of looked at me and and he said, if you did nothing, you have a 57% chance of surviving. Hmm. And to me, I just felt like I was burning down the whole forest for one rotten tree. And once it got to my liver, I was sitting at the appointment discussing this with him when the scans came through and he said, okay, we can throw all that out. Uh, We found three lesions in your liver and that's what gave the 8% chance of survival. And at that point, it completely confirmed that I felt like, hey, if I have six months to live, I'm going to live it out with my kids, with my family, with my husband. I'm not going to be sick in bed and weak and not enjoy these last moments with them. Mm -hmm. And we kind of came to that point. We were sitting at the kitchen table, still remember this time. And I think for the caregiver, I think that's the toughest part because you're trying to do everything you can, throw everything at it to the possibility that it's going to increase your chances. And Jimmy said to me, you know, Ivelisse, we could do everything right and you could still die. We could do everything wrong and you could live. Ultimately, your life is in his hands. And do we trust him no matter how this turns out? And that just sent such a relief of pressure on him and on me, mm. trusting God to guide us in what's best for my situation. And it actually became our family mantra. You know, Lord, we trust you no matter what happens. Man. So then you had surgery. And how was that for you? Yeah, so the liver surgery was very difficult. And um, I was in a lot of pain. and. I still remember those moments where I felt like I was missing everything because it was December, my daughter's birthday, all the school activities. But how good is our God that I never felt so close to him than in that moment when I was sick and recovering. I felt his presence. And I remember I was feeling so sorry for myself. And you're not going to believe this, but I turn on the TV and a preacher was on the TV, happened to be on the TV. And she says, are you feeling sorry for yourself? And my eyes turned white. (laughs) And I'm like, yes. And she said, said, you need to put up your shield of faith and you need to extinguish those fiery, uh, fiery darts from the enemy. And you need to focus on what you can do and not on what you can't. Mm. And I was like, I looked up and I said, got it, Lord. And Mm. it just gave me a new perspective that yes, I am not feeling well. I'm recovering. But what can I do in this moment? I can pray for my family. I can um, be with him. And that's okay. And that was enough. Hmm. Wow. Wow. Okay. And then you uh, researched and decided to do some uh, something called mistletoe therapy. Is that right? Yes. So in that process, you know, two people from two different walks of life told us to speak to this physician. And he was trained in Switzerland, and he was the one that actually brought mistletoe therapy here into the United States three decades ago. And it was at this when two people from two different walks of life within the same week said that to me, I was like, okay, I need to follow through. So I went to the appointment, and it was at that appointment that he, you know, looked over all the plan that Jimmy and I had looked through, and he says, love all the supplements you're taking, love all the changes that you're making, but there's one major thing that you're missing. Mm. 
and Jimmy and I looked at each other and, and he says, you have cancer and you need to attack this also at the microscopic level. And that's where mistletoe comes in. And I was like, wait, isn't that what you hear at Christmas, at Christmas time? <laughs> and, and he's like, yes. But what is amazing is that for over a hundred years, the extract of the mistletoe plant has been used as an alternative method of treating cancer all over the world, except for the United States. And he began to share with me the, and Jimmy, the clinical trial studies that have been done um, showed that mistletoe had chemotherapeutic effects that caused like our the cancer cell death, help with tumor related pain, help to improve energy and your mood. And for me hearing all of this, I was like, okay, what's the downside? <laughs> mm-hmm. I said, with every medication, there's a huge downside always. And thankfully, he said, no. He said, honestly, with small few cases, um, you may experience some um, fevers, but that's actually a good sign that your immune system is working. And I felt like I had everything to gain and nothing to lose. So that day in his office, I had uh, my first injection of mistletoe that helped to you know, to change the trajectory, I believe, of my life to help my body be supported um, through this process of cancer. What I loved about that, too, is you said it brings the inflammation down. It actually lifts your spirits and your mood just because I think there's endorphins or something in it. Did you notice a difference fairly quickly? Uh, I did. It it probably a couple weeks. And um, I've noticed a, a difference. And even today, you know, for those individuals who are going through chemotherapy and radiation, um, we find from patients that it helps to uh, offset the negative side effects of treatment. So it helps with that nausea, the vomiting, the lack of sleep from treatment. So it has so many different benefits uh, for those going through the conventional treatments and those like myself that went straight the natural route. And um, yeah, I, I still actually take mistletoe because it also helps to prevent recurrence. And again, I feel like, you know, the, the small cost, you know, costs me about $150 a month for mistletoe. And I take it preventatively now. But um, yeah, I feel again, that it's such a powerful uh, herb that is going to help me to stay well for the future. Do you think, is that recommended for people just preventatively to take it or not? No, it's similar to, um, you know, with anything that you're taking, they want to make sure that your body does not get accustomed to it, and then it doesn't resist when it when you actually need it. Similar to an antibiotic, mm. you don't want to take sure. an antibiotic unless you absolutely need it. So over the course of the years, I've had to increase my dosage because my body got accustomed to it. Hmm. Wow. Okay. When we come back, I want to know leading up to that appointment what you changed in your diet, what what you were taking for supplements, because you've done a lot of research to go. If I'm not taking chemo and radiation, I am going to go plant based. I'm going to do everything I can to fight this and help my body fight this thing. And it, really, the results are just miraculous. And I will say one thing: we have Dr. Troy on the show, as you know, you listen once in a while uh, on the show once a month. And one of our good friends, when she had breast cancer, she he does this uh, test where they test your cellular age. And when they mm-hmm. tested her cellular age before her first radiation treatment, she was 20 years younger than her biological age, whatever. When she had her first radiation treatment, she went back, and I think she like lost 30 years. 
and her cellular wow. age. It was just shocking. She's like, uh, this stuff is, I know it's necessary. I'm not not decrying that. I'm just saying, it's, you know, sometimes there's other opportunities. And BelieveBig.org is an amazing organization for a holistic approach if you're battling cancer. BelieveBig.org, Evelise Page is my guest. We'll hear more of her story on the other side. song play out. Maybe you needed to hear that today. Thanks for tuning in to Suzy Larson Live, talking to my friend, Ivelisse Page. She and Jimmy Page, uh, God's using them <laughs> to shake the world in so many ways. And if you just tuned in, you missed some of the backstory, but Ivelisse at uh, 37 years old is diagnosed with stage four colon cancer, which spread to her liver. They gave her an 8% chance of survival. As they did a lot of research and a lot of praying, they decided to, they had, she had major surgery, but they decided to forego radiation and chemo. She's thinking, why would I just trash my body for the if I only have a short time to live, um, and uh, I can only imagine. So then you uh, let me just start. You went to another doctor and learned about mistletoe therapy, and it's this amazing, amazing, interesting thing that you've incorporated into the Believe Big protocol. But I'm wondering when you went back to your oncologist and said, "I'm not doing chemo and radiation," how did they respond? Mm. Well, it was, I was grateful for the oncologist that I selected. I always tell people to interview three different oncologists from three different hospitals for your cancer type, because this person is going to be following your care for many years. And you want to make sure that this individual is a team player Mm. and not a dictator. And thankfully, my oncologist was a huge team player, but he also believed I could be well. And his belief, you know, and his, um, him being humble enough to allow my choices of approaching it in a more natural way and him saying, you know what, I'm going to still follow you. I'm going to still do the recommended tests, but um, I'm okay with you not doing the standard of care. And I knew that that was God putting him into our lives because many would say it's my way or the highway. Yeah. I got to read what you wrote that he'd said. He says, the story with Ivelisse is different because I had a patient who had metastatic colon cancer. That's a lethal diagnosis. And on top of that, she had a strong family history. One would think that she would have taken the traditional most aggressive approach. Patients come to see me because I'm known to be a very aggressive oncologist. I treat with very aggressive chemotherapy. But here I had a patient saying that she did not want to do chemotherapy. She wanted to do something different. That is what turned the tables. It took the relationship from a physician teaching a patient, I could cry, to the patient teaching Mm -hmm. me, he says. Over the last several years, we've done her follow-up, and probably for reasons we don't fully know, probably related to the mistletoe, she is cancer-free today. That's amazing. (laughs) 
Yeah. Isn't that amazing? I mean, I mean, when I've talked to Jimmy about your story, you know, he's so in love with you. He's just in awe of what mm-hmm. God has done. But I would love to know. So after the surgery, you, how often did you get the mistletoe injection? Yeah. So for every individual, it's different. You know, there's a different type of mistletoe based on the type of cancer that you have and also based on what your body responds to. For me, the protocol was three times a week. Okay. And then also you changed your diet. What was your diet? I mean, and you guys are health-minded, so I'm imagining you probably ate pretty healthy before, but how did yeah. you change your diet and what kind of supplements did you add in? Yeah. So, you know, we tweaked my diet to make it more plant-based, even though I was, we were eating everything organic and, you know, he was in the health and fitness industry. So we knew, you know, what were health foods. Um, I realize now that I was having too much dairy, even organic dairy um, was not was causing inflammation in my body. And then also I was having organic red meat, which for me as uh, with colon cancer, that's something that you should really minimize. Uh, as far as supplements, I'm very careful not to share exactly what yeah, I took because sure. everyone's story is so individualized. And even though someone may have the exact same type of cancer, our bodies are completely different, and that's why the Dr. Troy's and the integrative uh, physicians that we work with at Believe Big are so important because they'll look at your labs, they'll look at your case specifically, and will make Mm -hmm. recommendations for exactly what you need. Good answer, and I shouldn't even have asked that, so thank you for that. I appreciate that. No, really, that's exactly the right answer because you can sure make a mistake and cause more trouble more harm than good when you're mm. just throwing stuff in there, hoping it all works together. It doesn't always. So um, when, as you applied yourself to a plant-based diet, the supplements based on labs, the mistletoe therapy, when, how did you notice things were starting to turn around for you? Yeah, well, it definitely was when we went back for my follow-up appointment after the liver surgery, we went in 10 weeks later and we were sitting in my oncologist's office and I asked him, I said, what are the chances that the cancer's back? And he looked at me and he's like, you really want to know? And I said, yes, I want to know. And he said, the chance that it's back 10 weeks later is 75%. Mm. And I remember Jimmy and I looking at each other and God bless him. He said, Ivelisse, you're going to be that 25%. Mm. And I said, yes, I am. And Mm. sure enough, a few moments later, the scans came through and there was no evidence of disease. And we celebrated. Wow. Wow. (laughs) And then I went back three months later and no evidence of disease. Three months after that, no evidence of disease. Praise God. (laughs) So, yeah. Thank you, Lord. Wow. (laughs) Wow. And how many years has it been? My goodness, 13 years now. Wow. Thank you, God. That's just, we need to hear these stories. So when did Believe Big, when was it first born in your heart? I'll ask you to explain what it is in just a moment, but when did that idea first come to you? Yeah, well, it actually began at our appointments. You know, Jimmy and I were sitting in the waiting rooms, waiting for our appointments. And Susie, as we looked around, we realized how many people are alone. We realized how many people, even though it was beautifully decorated and so many kind physicians and nurses that were there, you could just sense the this cloud of fear, anxiety mm-hmm. of what the doctors were going to tell each of the individuals there. And I remember looking at Jimmy and I'm saying, Jimmy, we're here for a reason. 
And I feel like God's telling me we need to bring encouragement to the individuals that we meet while we're here. And he's like, well, what do we do? (laughs) And I began to pray about that. And it came in a morning, I was having my coffee and I love taking my kids. You know, we had four kids. Um, We have four kids at that time. The youngest was five and the oldest was 13. And I love taking them to the paint your own pottery places. And I realized that every morning I would pull out the same mugs with their handprints on it because it made me smile and it made me happy and joyful. And I looked at it and at that moment, I was like, that's it. And I said, we're going to paint Believe mugs. And it started with our friends and our family and our church that would paint these mugs. We would fill it with the I will have no fear prayer. And we would bring them during my appointments and we would hand them out. And it was our way of saying, you're not alone. It's our way of saying, you know, that I will have no fear prayer has been helping me. And I hope that it helps you to overcome what you're facing each day. And Susie, I'll never forget this one time I was sitting, I was handing them out. And I remember handing it to one woman. And as I kept going to handing them out and speaking to other people, I look back before I left the room and she had opened it up immediately because we wrap them really beautifully. And she had the, I will have no fear prayer. And she held it up against her chest and I could just see tears streaming down her face. And it made me realize that those small acts of kindness, small acts that God puts us in these places to bring his hope, to bring his encouragement and to always remember those moments. Wow. Talk about Believe Big today. What do you do? Talk about what kind of organization this is and how it's grown. It's just awe-inspiring. Well, yeah. So, you know, in 2011, we established Believe Big to help families with the overwhelming process by helping them bridge that gap between conventional and complementary medicine to heal in all aspects of life, not just physically, but emotionally and spiritually as well. You know, it's our vision to see cancer patients and their families discover their pathway to healing. And so we do that in four different areas of focus. You know, the first we feel is educating. So we educate on a comprehensive approach on cancer prevention and treatment. Uh, The second is connecting. We connect patients through the help of our advocates with integrative physicians trained in mistletoe and nutrition therapy during and even after their cancer journey. The third thing we do is we provide spiritual and community support to help patients and their families overcome fear and anxiety. And then the last part that we are doing is that we are changing the way that cancer is treated and defeated. Um, And so we are in the process of building um, and creating the Believe Big Institute of Health and supporting the ongoing research of natural products with like mistletoe with the Johns Hopkins University School of Medicine. And we actually just completed phase one of the mistletoe clinical trial that Mm. will one day allow mistletoe to become a part of standard of care and also be covered by insurance. Ah, amazing. And this Believe Big Institute, you're picturing an actual hospital like a St. Jude, is that right? Where people can come and get a holistic approach to cancer, is that right? Yes. What I've noticed, even with the patients today, there are many amazing uh, 
centers and places where individuals can go for integrative treatment, but I feel like they're still having to piece everything together and it causes more stress and strain. And again, most of those are dealing with the physical side of cancer. And we wanted to also deal with the emotional, mental, and spiritual side as well. So all those components under one roof, individuals, cancer patients will come uh, for a two-week intensive where we will set them up with a plan, and then they can continue their follow-up with their physicians locally. And we hope that it will be like a St. Jude's where it it won't be just for those that can afford it. It'll be for everyone that needs the care. That is so stinking audacious. I can't even, (laughs) I mean, I, I got to be privy to this and I'm like, this is what makes you and Jimmy so profoundly amazing in the kingdom is just no dreams are, are, are too big. And Mm -hmm. that you would step, I mean, really to watch how Believe Big has grown over the years is one thing. It's just amazing. What would you estimate how many people or families you've helped? Well, just this last year, um, we take inventory through our analytics, and we were able to impact over 300,000 patients Mm. and families um, in in the United States. Mm -hmm. Wow. And what you're really counting on for this instant, I I almost can't talk about it without joking (laughs) because I think about these families who could possibly go to a hospital and get emotional, spiritual, physical, integrative. You know, one of the reasons that we have Troy on, Dr. Troy, first of all, he's He's brilliant. And we have other MD friends who say he is one of the most brilliant men they know They because he is. And he's so humble. But I want so much to marry traditional and functional medicine because we need both. We're not vilifying doctors. Yes. But you know what? Functional med docs have been vilified and disrespected for years. But now mm-hmm. people are seeing they're getting results. So to have a hospital where people can come and get their emotions, their hearts, their bodies, you know, and I feel like families then when they, when you see the person who's the cancer patient learning to eat different and to really establish a protocol that's specific to them, it shows you how important each of us has to establish something that's very specific to us. Yes. Yes. And can you imagine a, a hospital that actually serves organically, uh, regenerative uh, foods that are healthy for their bodies. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So it, it'll be a complete, um, a, a place of complete healing. Yeah. So the biggest need right now for that is some significant donors. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We are, uh, started a capital campaign. And if anyone's interested in looking at that, they can go to bbinstituteofhealth.org. And we're starting to look at land in different regions to find out where would be the best would be best suited, and in that process as well, figuring out the phases that we will begin in building. Hmm. Well, so many people are saying this is amazing, this is a miracle. Shelley writes, and this is so wonderful. Please tell her thank you for all that they're doing. Praise God, Deborah says for this woman and her vision. Amen. And a number of others have asked. We're going to go to break here, but a number of others have asked if you would read the the "I Will Have No Fear" prayer poem that your hubby wrote for you. Would you be able to do that on the other side of the break? Absolutely. Okay. Talking to Ivelisse Page. You know, miracles happen today, friends. And what I've noticed over and over again is we play a part and God plays a part. We do our part. We pursue healing and we pray for a miracle. And that is the stuff of miracles. We'll be back in a minute.
hope you're having a really great day. Thanks for tuning in to Susie Larson Live, having a precious conversation with my friend Ivelisse Page. Uh, boy, if you just tuned in, this is one. Once the live show's over, it'll be up on podcast in about an hour. you got to go back and listen to the whole thing. But just to give you a quick synopsis so you understand the context, at age 37, Ivelisse was diagnosed with stage 4 colon cancer. It spread to her liver. She was given 8% chance of survival after much prayer, much research, and battling through fear because Ivelisse's father had died of colon cancer. Then and her grandmother and half of her grandmother's siblings died at a young age from colon cancer. So you can imagine the fear and even the enemy saying, you're, you're done. I, I'm taking you out. Like when she'd put facial cream on at night. Why even bothering? You're not going to be around. That's just enemy fights so dirty. But as they sought the Lord and... Uh, Boy, he led them. They decided to forego radiation and chemo and go a really holistic approach with a plant-based diet, supplements, mistletoe therapy. Long story short, 13 years now, she's been cancer-free. She started an amazing organization, Believe Big. You've got to spend time on the website. All these testimonies of families who just had amazing results, believebig.org. And they're also establishing an institute for health. So think of a St. Jude Hospital, like for children, this would be a Believe Big Institute for Health for Cancer and for Families, where they would get spiritual, emotional, physical, dietary uh, care, holistic approach so that you could have the best possible outcome. They're in phase one, and we're believing God for some pretty massive, generous donors so that they can carry it all the way through to completion. They're not stopping, and I believe God is on the move with them. So, so powerful. All right, and one of the things that in, during a night of incredible fear for you, your dear husband, Jimmy, wrote up a I Will Not Fear prayer, and a number of people have asked if you would read that. Would you do that? Absolutely. Uh, it says, I will have no fear. I will be strong and courageous. I will not be terrified. I will not be discouraged. For you, Lord, my Lord, are with me wherever I go. No one will be able to stand up against me all the days of my life. As you are with Moses and Joshua, I know you are with me. You will never fail me, and you will never leave me. Never. I will meditate on your word and will follow you alone. You have chosen me. And have not rejected me. So I will not fear, for you are with me. I will not be dismayed, for you are my God. You will strengthen me and help me. You will uphold me with your righteous right hand. For you are the Lord my God who takes hold of my right hand and says, Do not be afraid. I will help you. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. For you created me and formed me. I will not be afraid, for you have redeemed me. You have called me by name, and I am yours. When I pass through the waters, you will be with me. And when I pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over me. When I walk through the fire, I will not be burned. The flames will not set me ablaze. For you are the Lord my God, the Holy One of Israel, my Savior. I will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. For God did not give me a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, of love, and of self-control. And I am more than a conqueror through him who loved me. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation 
will be able to separate me from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, my Lord. Amen. That is just the power of God's Word. I mean, it's just one biblical statement after another. I can totally see why that would be just incredible nourishment for your soul. And trying to imagine you putting that in a little uh, Believe Big mug and handing them out in the hospital. That is just so often how ministries start. It's just being faithful what's what's in your hand and then God breathing life on it. Imagine this turning into a, a hospital where families can go for a holistic approach. It's just absolutely amazing. Yeah, and Susie, if any of your listeners who are going through cancer um, would love to send them a free Believe mug with the prayer inside, if Mm. they would just email info at believebig.org, and one of our staff will mail them one. And if anyone else would like just the prayer itself, they can go on our website and print it for free. Wow, that's just beautiful. Do you have advice for people listening who uh, may they have maybe not had a cancer diagnosis, but a preventative way to live? I mean, what advice would you have for just a preventative way? Not only yeah. uh, diet, I'm curious what you want to say, but also just mindset and uh, and lifestyle. Yes, I feel if we can prevent cancer, then we can stop cancer. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of my friends know, uh, I've shared with them and many of them, already see like you do a Dr. Troy and others. And what I love about that is, is that they can actually, they look at your blood work and your labs differently and they can tell you what are your weak points um, currently that need to be strengthened. So it never turns to a red flag where it can progress to cancer. So if people are being proactive about their physical health and seeing an integrative doctor that sees things differently than a conventional doctor, they'll be able to Uh, get to the root cause of issues that they're having, say inflammation and others, before it can turn into a cancer. Boy, that's so good. Just got a few minutes left. Is there a particular story that you want to tell, a testimony that you're free to share of just a family? You don't have to give us their names, but just something that really encouraged you as they walk through the, the, the program with you? Yeah, I think the one that really stands out to me is the story of a little boy named Micah. Um, he is five years old and he was diagnosed with a very rare cancer, uh, had a very bleak diagnosis and his family got connected with us and we got him connected to one of our physicians that is trained in pediatric cancer specifically. And she helped walk this family through the hospital process. Um, even things that are so important like nutrition you know, she incorporated things like a G-tube where organic food will be, you know, given to him without having to eat all of those vegetables. And he wasn't able to with the treatments he was enduring. Um, he started on mistletoe. Uh, they started a great collaboration with St. Jude's and as well. And this little boy is a miracle. They call him Mighty Micah. And mm. he has surpassed um, all of their expectations and he is alive and has been no evidence of disease for over a year. And his recent labs are showing no evidence of disease as well. Come on. That is amazing. Well, Elise, what do you, what do you know about God now that you didn't know five, 10 years ago? Hmm. I heard Louis Giglio say this and it's kind of resonated with me. And he said, God is bigger than I thought, and yet not too big to hold my hand when I call. Mm. And I just love that. 
because he is a God who can do the impossible, can do what this world says is impossible. And yet he also steps into those intimate moments, those things that we think are small and holds our hand and says, I am there. I am with you. Mm, my goodness. Talk for a moment, if you would, just I'm looking at my clock, but we've got a good couple minutes about daring to dream big because you both are so audacious. I would just love for you to encourage someone who maybe is out of fear of thinking small, but God, God wants to, he's no respecter of persons. He's a respecter of faith. Yes. Yes. Um, I, you know, I feel like if God gives you a vision, he'll provide the provision. Um, I think that's a Mark Batterson shared that. I love the circle maker book that he has because it really shows you to step outside of what we think is possible. And I think that God uses ordinary people every day to do extraordinary things in his name. And I believe it's so that he gets the credit and we don't. And I feel that when we step out of our comfort zone, God will enable us and equip us to do what we think is impossible. And I would encourage anyone out there that God's asking them to do big things and they're concerned, whether it's with finances or starting something like an organization, I think that you just start, take the next step. And I I love that he says he's a lamp unto our feet, which means he gives us just the next, the light for the next steps. We don't need to have the full vision in front of us, but we just need to be obedient to take the first step and then the next step and the next step. Praise God. I hope you'll come back, but you, you, I just got to tell you, friend, you inspire me so much, and you're doing so much good. And, and Lord, I'm just praying. I'm praying for a miracle provision from many places, from the north, mm-hmm. south, east, and west, that all the provision will come in in record time, and that this hospital, this institute will become a reality um, before our very eyes. We love you, Lord. You're a miracle-working God, and heal everybody who's listening today. Give them the miracle they so long for. We love you. In Jesus' name, yes, Lord. Amen. amen. I love and appreciate you, my friend. Thank you for the time today. Thank you, Susie. Wow, keep on keeping on. Well, I pray you found some encouragement here today. We're here every day to help you along the way. We'll meet you back here next time. Thanks for listening to this conversation from Susie Larson Live. These podcasts are available because of listener support. You can become a supporter now at MyFaithRadio.com. And thanks for sharing this audio link to spread the good news of the gospel and to grow the impact of the show. Also, if you would, take a moment to subscribe to the podcast today at Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast player. And never miss a show. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support our podcast, please subscribe and share it with others. Be sure to visit BelieveBig.org to access the show notes and discover our bonus content. Thanks again and keep believing big.